Mike Malipsky here at Big Cabbage Radio in Palmer, Alaska. And on this beautiful, sunny day, warm, we're going to look back at the dark of night. We're going to look back at Tuesday's Matsuburo Assembly meeting. Welcome, welcome, citizen lobbyist. Oh, how you doing, Mike? I'm probably... I have, a title. I, have, I have a title for this meeting. Oh, go for it. Boy, was it messy. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it sounds like we're going to uh, do a, a lot of focus on gravel, but maybe we, for listeners, should set the stage a little bit. And uh, it was everybody there. I didn't catch the first part of that meeting, so uh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, all the assembly was there. Not only were all the elected assembly members in, there, but the, in the audience were three former assembly members that also testified. And I think at least one and maybe a couple um, former planning commissioners. So, um, and of, of the two, of uh, the three mayors, uh, borough city mayors were there as well. So, so very full the, house. So obviously there was a topic going to be considered that was going to draw that attention. And were they pretty much focused on one thing or were they scattered? Well, it really was one thing was the bulk of the meeting and what most of the testifiers were there for. Um, there, there was a separate issue that the, actually at the, the borough city mayor, the city mayors were interested in, although, you know, gravel affects them too. Boundaries are sort of invisible. So you can be one side of the block can be a city and on the other side is, is the borough land. So that does concern them. But they weren't really there to testify for that. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, they went smoothly into it. Um, there was one thing pulled off the consent agenda, which is something I think Mr. Yant was pushing through, and and he moved to put it wisely um, on the March 21st ballot. It has, has to do with a change. They're changing in a bidding uh, on borough projects. Um, he, it's called the open market procedure. We'll talk about that more because that won't be on the agenda. It wasn't on the agenda last night and has been kicked down the road to the 21st. So that was a good start. Um, city mayors did get up and did give the report. Mostly it was about events from Mayor uh, Glenda Ledford, who was there. That was what she wanted to talk about. Um, Mr. Moosey was there from the city of Palmer. We don't often see him there. Um, he was there bidding on a project um, later in the uh, the agenda we'll talk about and also um, telling folks that uh, didn't really go into the whole library thing, but he was hopeful that we he, they were able, going to be able to sign a lease agreement um, to continue library services in some capacity. So great on that later. Great. Um, Mr. Smolden was there from the, um, the state of Alaska um, representing the governor. There's been a lot in the news about the new education approach from the governor. We won't wade into that right now, Mike. Okay. Um, but the Rasmussen Foundation was on the agenda to give an advanced broadband presentation, but they weren't able to make it. So they kicked that down to the 21st meeting as well. Okay. Um, so that got, got rid of most of it. Manager really didn't have much of a report talking about um, some awards, the financial community or financial um department had gotten and the clerk reminding him that there is a strategic planning meeting on Saturday um, at the uh, Cottonwood uh, Public Works building um, Saturday morning. I think it starts at 10 a.m. So they'll be back together then. And also there's a joint planning commission meeting coming up on Tuesday. So that got rid of sort of the housekeeping parts of it. Um, right. So they launched into the first ordinance, which 
as you might have guessed, Mike, got everybody pretty fired up. Um, and was- and and just for listeners who have not attended to this topic and watched it over many years, I I don't I think we can go back twenty years. I I don't can't even remember. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay, that's that's pretty good. That Eighteen was the last years big ago. Big one, big change. Yeah. Yeah, and we're talking about gravel, something that seems so simple and in everything, but oh my, uh, it, yeah. re- it, it reappears, and this is the most recent one. So what was the intention of the original proposed legislation? Well, was this, this was brought to the table and introduced two weeks ago um, by um, Mr. Tooze. Um, he was uh, wanted a conditional use permit for earth materials um, to allow for 10,000 cubic yards to be uh, uh, of gravel to be unearthed without any permit at all, which basically translates into no public process. Um, Mr. Strong, who has um, the public works director and has been around for a long time with a lot of these different um, um, Part iterations of the gravel talked about it, about the present um, threshold, which is 2,000 yards with no permit. Um, and this would move it up to 10,000 yards, which uh, is about going from 200 trucks a year to about 1,000 trucks a year. Whoa. And they would be able to do that without any permit. And more importantly, I think, is it, it eliminates, it would eliminate the administrative public process that they now have. And so that means, as, they, as it sits right now, if you want to haul 2,000 yards of gravel, you have to apply for the borough for an um, a administrative permit. There is a process. Um, there is some public notification. There's a public hearing held by the planning director. There's some mailings. And um, so, there, you know, there is a bit of a process. And depending on who you talk to, the majority um, the spoke said it was not at all hard to get. In fact, Ms. Nowers, um questioned later and said, how many permits have we had? Um, and I think in the, since 2005, there's been 20 permits and 18 of them have been approved. Um, so, you know, basically it started off, my question was listening to it, what is the problem we're trying to solve here? Um, The current process, as you just said, Mike, has been in since 2005. Um, They've raised it a little bit in 2007. um, And most of it was done in conjunction with the gravel industry. So 17 years history and 85% of the permits that have been asked for have been granted. So that was the unclear question um, she wanted answered. And I'm not sure I found the answer to that listening to you know, fifty plus testifiers either. But but the the person proposing the legislation typically gives a rationale. Uh, was there a rationale given? Um, red tape. You know, the, the government shouldn't be that involved. He's made this run before. I think he tried to have this same type of um, uh, introduced before for 20,000 yards of gravel, and it was soundly defeated. So it's it's been brewing since he first took the table. He has a history in gravel. In fact, I guess I should get to the point where um, Mr. Yant asked um, that he wanted to set some time aside for anybody that had a conflict. 
on the assembly. And that's important. Uh, good for Mr. Yant to step up and do that. He wanted to let people know he didn't own a gravel pit. He didn't have any gravel moving equipment. In fact, he's a home builder and that he's given away tons of gravel because what he's after is a flat surface. The mayor ruled that he did not have a conflict. Mr. Tews um, spoke up and said he has been involved in gravel for about 20 years. He has a couple properties with pits on them, but they aren't currently operating, and he didn't have any intention to operate them. And the mayor said he was fine not to be recused. Um, Mr. Fonoff, who is new to the assembly, um, said he is in the excavation work. Um, he works with trucks, and he has an extended family that has a grandfather pit in. And the mayor determined that he could not, he was fine to be, be part of the discussion, too. Uh, that's important. I think the, um, the attorney spoke up at that point and talked about the ethic code a little bit and that it, it, it really talks about personal interest and conflict and uh, assembly members are, um, should make the disclosure, but it's really up to the mayor who makes the decision. And in this case, she made the decision that all three people on um, the dais who had to do with um, gravel could be part of it. Oh, Okay. So on to the, I guess, you know, Mike, I wrote uh, copious notes through this. It was a long, I mean, basically, you know, 15 minutes of introductions and went till 930 um, with all of the robust um, uh, testimony on this. Um, lots, there was a, a few, a handful of in support, mostly because last minute, um, as in that day, um, some amendments had come forth from Mr. Yant and Ms. Nowers, um, which made it more palatable to a few people. Um, and they wanted to urge support for that, but they didn't know. They were a little confused because a lot of them, a lot of people who spoke last night really hadn't even heard about this issue, except uh, notably three days ago, came up a lot, three days ago on Facebook, they heard about it. Um, but it did bring out a lot of people with concerns about dust and noise, um, and traffic, dangerous traffic patterns. Um, Mr. Culligan, who used to stand, sit on that uh, assembly, said he he has concerned about it. I only thank Chiant for addressing some of some of the issues. Um, he has concerns with the water table. Not really um, what you used to hear Mr. Culligan talk about, but. Well, well, what you're describing is a very broad opposition to the proposal. Mm -hmm. This was, this, yeah, this is not falling along what we might call a political divide, but but but, but but more with people who are understanding of what it takes. And uh, I'm going to guess that throughout the evening there probably wasn't any mention of the issues associated, for example, with uh, the location for bus storage for Durham and the lack of permitting and the difficulties that are associated mm -hmm. with that. And that's just, that's just moving a bus, an empty bus in and out, not, not, mm -hmm. and, and the need for a good road to make that happen. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you know, you know, and over the years, because you and I have talked a lot about this, one thing that came up last night, and oddly, some of the people I just never thought really, really cared about this, and this is how much you really can be surprised by a community member, how reclamation just hasn't happened in the borough. Gravel pits just don't have to follow that, and, and people all have very strong opinions about reclamation, whether you're in the heart of Wasilla or you're, you know, closer by Makaton School or whatever, and what that does to their quality of life. Right. So it really was a private property issue and why they 
people had some angst that people should be able to do what they do, but they were also recognizing um, what, what that means to their own quality of life and health and safety. So um, very interesting. Right. Um, so, so cutting then to the fact that I, I know you've got hours of, of testimony and yeah. different kinds of things. What ultimately was the decision Tuesday night uh, for going forward or backward? Well, after all the testimony in the audience and on the phone, there was plenty on the phone, too. Um, Mr. Moki uh, or Mr. Tews wrote a kind of read sort of a prepared statement, um, you know, with his arguments of why it should happen. There are more gravel pits. Trucks didn't have to go very farther. We need flatter land, more houses, that sort of thing. More houses, the borough collects more. Um, Ms. Nowers just kind of came out pretty significantly against it. Um, she said there's no justification for it. They needed to vote it down and come back with a more specific to issue what the problems are in the permitting process, not this big swap. So it went back and forth and back and forth quite a bit. Um, and there was a motion by Mr. Bernier um, who, to uh, get a little more information, talk about it with the Planning Commission, um, and come back the 21st and talk about it again. Mr. John delayed that a little bit because he sort of wanted to have a few more things put on the record. But at the end of the day, um, there was a motion made to kick it down the road to the 21st, the same piece of legislation with these amendments that came in last minute and any other amendments that might come in um, and take it up then. Um, Ms. Nowers voted against that. She just thinks the whole thing is... Um, just a poor procedure, no need for it. Um, and then when they took the final vote on uh, delaying it, um, they will continue the public hearing and they'll take it back up March 21st. And oh. here we go again. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So to, to, do we have time for a couple more things, Mike? Sure. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Go for uh, it. Two, two quick things. Uh, big after all that, I think everybody was ready for something positive. Um, there was a piece of land accepted, 187 acres from a gentleman that through the Great Land Trust um, that will be in addition to the Settlers Bay area that already holds 193 acres for uh, a really big, nice park out there and um, out in Settlers Bay. Um, and it's uh, it, even after five years, they say it's the second most, most visited park in the borough. Um, and so that was a very positive thing, got unanimous um, support for that. Um, there was an ordinance um, accepting um, some money from the National Department of Resources so that they could um, do some work on another um, uh, great project, the Re, Re, is it Rebarchik? Yeah, Rebarchik, the Rebarchik yeah. farm, right. Yeah, so that was, that was a good thing. And then the third thing, I guess, uh, we should say is while the, all the city man, all the city managers were there, and that had to do with there was $21 million um, given to the borough as part of the American Rescue Plan, and it had pretty stringent um, guidelines of what they could do for infrastructure with it. And the, Mr. Brown, the manager, was tasked uh, by the borough uh, assembly find some projects so we don't waste this money uh, coming from the federal government. So he talked to both the cities of Palmer, um, who uh, suggested that a booster statement station so that they could, um, out in the trunk area, so they could get water to a couple more schools would be great. 
Potter and, and as did Wasilla. Um, and they decided that's what they were bringing forward uh, to the assembly last night. Well, lo and behold, in January, the rules changed. And the attorney had to inform the uh, sitting body, the assembly, that, you know what, no longer do you have to give this to the city. You can put this in your own general fund now. Oh. Um, so there was a decision to be made by the assembly, whether they were going to keep it in their own coffers for their own projects. Uh, Mr. Tews said, well, we could do that, put a, build a lot of roads with that. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, they all decided, decided that these were worthwhile projects and the cities will go ahead and get the money to improve their own water systems and also benefit the borough because it, most of it will help um, areas that are even outside of their own. Um, oh, wonderful. Uh, well, that, that sounds yeah. like a, a good, good dealing yeah. with a, a change that didn't uh, derail everything. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, 11.11 11 p.m. It adjourned, Mike. It was, <laughs> those are those kind of meetings, you know. But, you know, I mean, as, as hard as they are to listen to um, all the long and repeated statements, it's really great to see people get involved. And um, the phone system was used robustly, and people stayed and waited that out uh, for hours on a, you know, on a dark night. Um, and they certainly could have been done for something better. So, uh, you know, for me, that um, even though it wasn't resolved, it was frustrating. And, uh, you know, so so you, uh, do I do I understand then what you're saying is that the call in uh, system, the phone system worked and very well. And if so, then it was nice that the uh, Palmer city manager was there because he's been uh, tasked with taking a look and making that kind of thing happen in Palmer. Yeah, a lot of people up in the Talkeetna area, um, you know, people, you know, here in Palmer, um, Meadow Lakes, every, there was, geography was all over using that calling system. I think they had 10, 10 callers alone. Um, no, I'm sorry, 14 callers oh, that good. came in from the Butte. Um, and then we're for about 40 so people in the audience. So a pretty good percentage on the phone. Okay, very good. Citizen lobbyists, yeah. thank you very much for, for attending to that. Uh, because this information helps to those people who, for one reason or another, couldn't make it there, uh, get a sense of what's going down and and uh, yeah. all the rest. So, yeah, yep. get out there and enjoy. Know. Uh, get out there and enjoy the sun. Yeah, and important to find out what's going on in your neighborhood because it can impact you. So, um, thanks for giving me the opportunity, Mike. Have Take, a great day. Yep, you too. Take care.